Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Glad you could join us today as we inch closer and closer to the big day, Christmas is coming. I don't know how fat the goose is getting, <laughs> but I do know that Christmas is coming. It is literally just around the corner, about four or five days, depending on how you count your days uh, before it is here. And hopefully you've gotten all your Christmas shopping done. Uh, those last minute people, good luck because there's not much left out there. Yeah. Um, and if you ordered, well, it's probably going to be too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah, right. I wouldn't go there. Uh, unless you wanted to pay a, uh, just a premium. Just put a note in the box and say. Right, right, right. Unless you want to pay a premium on uh, two-day shipping. But today we are wrapping up our last last episode of the 2023 season. Uh, we're so grateful for you as the listener, and, and we hope as you have listened to these Christmas specials <clears throat> over the last three weeks, you've been encouraged in your meditation on the person of Christ as it pertains to this holiday season, this Christmas season. And that's been our heart's prayer um, as we've worked through these, and we, we truly hope this has encouraged your heart. Um, today's gift uh, that we'll be talking about is culmination of of really everything that we've been talking about. And, and today's gift is the gift of a sovereign. Uh, so we've been talking about the gifts of grace. Last week we talked about his son. And now we're talking about the gift of a sovereign. And um, a king was born, no matter how lowly, how mild, how meek, or even unassuming it may be, as we discussed last week, a king was born. And that has great significance for us as we look at this whole idea of the gifts of grace that God has given us uh, this Christmas season. So let's just jump right into here and discuss this. And number one, the, the, the sovereignty was conceived. Yeah, I was thinking uh, as we approached this that, you know, for our first gift was to get the sight. We're right. able to see spiritual things, see the realities that are in Christ. And now look what we get to see as we look at ha. this. As the people of God, those of us who know Christ and have the Holy Spirit, uh, have this privilege of salvation and sight, we get to see this uh, gift, this gift of a sovereign, and <clears throat> and we get to to um, marvel at the at the at sovereignty conceived, a child conceived that is not just any child, right? But is God with us? Uh, and Luke. Um, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, mm. and that thing which is in you, that person, shall be called the son of the highest. When when the angel was speaking to Joseph, uh, and when, when Matthew began to introduce the, the story of the birth of Christ, now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child by the Holy Spirit, by the little little preposition, if you look in the original, is the preposition ek, which has the idea of origin, coming out from something. So that thing which is in that child which is in her is out of, it has its origin in the Holy Spirit. And again, in verse 21, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. I, I, can't, I can't imagine, by the way. Yeah, just, just don't, uh, yeah, wrap your hands around that Wrapping one. my head around a, what he went a through. Pregnant I mean, why would fiance. he not doubt? You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. from a human standpoint. To take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived, again, in her, is from, 
which is out of the Holy Spirit, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. So there it is. This The origin, this conception happened. It's a supernatural conception of God the Son in the womb of a young Jewish girl. Yeah, this is a sovereignty. You can see we're shown in the Christmas account, in Matthew, in Luke, and even in John chapter 1, the conception, shall we say it, of God. Yeah. That's incredible. Of the sovereign. <clears throat> yeah. Of, of our king and the I Lord. I, again, going back to last week when we talked about the nativity and the um, – kind of the way we just are used to it and how we look at it and view it as something on a table. But the significance there is deep and profound and, and, and has a lot of, for us to meditate upon. Yeah, I don't think we can exhaust um, the glory of, of these things. Uh, that sovereignty took on flesh and ransomed us. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about the sovereignty concede, but there's this idea of that a king, our king, he condescended. So there's sovereignty condescending. That, that's so anti what we think of when we think of power and might, strength, you know, coming in and, and winning the day, if you will. But that's not how he did it. You know, I thought about that word condescending, and, and it's a good theological term, the condescension of God. Um, Nowadays, when we think the term condescending is typically negative today because people think right. of being spoken to in a condescending yep. way well, or we somebody, in a negative way, yeah. somebody humoring you by acting less than they are or acting like they think they are less than they are. <clears throat> but originally and, and more accurately, to, to descend is to, uh, is to come down from the privileges of something or from, an, from a, a, um, a place of higher rank. And to act for, on behalf of, or do something to or for an inferior. And that's what God has done. To think that's a sovereign God condescended to be born, and she will bring forth a son. A son. (laughs) I mean, he was born. And behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. You know, Philippians 2 really speaks to this. Um, And I've been thinking about this over the last couple of weeks or so, because I think it really has a lot to say about how we are to emulate our sovereign. Right. You know, yeah. how, this Let is this how it applies be in you. Yeah. practically. There's yeah. any love, any unity of spirit, there's any, you know, any of these things. Yeah. Then, okay, be like this. So, our sovereign lived how he wants us to live. Right. And he actually empowers us to do it by dwelling in us by the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. And I think the world, in its own way, this is not a, an approval, but the world in its own way, they get that because when people give at this time of the year, when they you know, they have soup kitchens and gifts are given to people who don't have as much, that concept is there, this idea that we have to somehow give as he gave, you know, yeah. because no one gave greater yeah. than he did. So I, I think it's there. It really behooves us as Christians to really dig into that with people and to talk about that if you have the opportunity to do that. And well, you're expressing some of the Mahodei, the yeah. image of God in man, that why are people 
philanthropic because, only because because in some ways it's it's within them in 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 the mm-hmm. sense of they yeah. are in the image of God. Now obviously we're fallen and so that looks very selfish sometimes. It can look very worldly at times, but it's there. We see it. it. It's interesting too that uh in the Matthew account it it speaks of Joseph says he did not know her. He did not know Mary. In other words, he didn't have relations of any kind with her physical relations with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And this whole idea of bringing forth I mean, there was gestation, a nine-month gestational right. period. Typical, and then what birth. We would know. Yeah. yeah, but here's the sovereign being formed in the womb of a young That's woman. That's mind blowing. Yeah, and with that birth came a stigma. By the way, that shows up later in John eight uh, when um, the Pharisees and scribes said, uh, "Do you know what I say? Right, that you're a Samaritan and you have a demon." <laughs> Uh, and we, and then they say, and later in the same context, we weren't born out of fornication. Mm. Now, it's interesting part, he's 30-something years old, and that's still lingering still around. There. The sovereign. He can't get away from that. The scorn, the shame. And the word born from fornication, from, again, is that word ek, out of. Our origin wasn't wicked, fornication. Well, how ironic that the sovereign who came, who was born from the work of the Holy Spirit, should bear such uh, such scorn. Yeah. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Come in the dawning of the king. He, the theme of heaven's praise, is robed in frail humanity. I have this feeling you've been thinking about that song because you mentioned it last week. Yeah. We're repeating it, but it, it's so – we don't think about it as being a, quote, Christmas song, but it's very yeah, – I encourage people to look it up, but come behold the wondrous mystery. In our longing, in our darkness, now the light of life has come. Look to Christ who condescended, hmm. took on flesh to ransom us. And did not think it robbery. Did not think equality with God, hmm. something to grasp. No, something to grasp. That's a, that's a powerful phrase there. Mm-hmm. So conceived, condescending, but then the sovereignty concealed – Let's let's dig on that one a little bit because are we are we talking about concealed in the sense that not everybody knew he came? Uh, what, what, what are we what are we talking about here? Well, we don't see sovereignty in the sense we think of sovereignty. Again, it's it's antithetical to what we have preconceived in our and, mind and or yes, culturally what, speaking. And what yeah. you said is true. Almost no one, even those who knew something of what was happening, whom this angel revealed and God the Spirit revealed to, even Simeon and others, they knew. But they didn't know it all. There was much concealed in Matthew 2. The wise men came to Herod and, with questions, and Herod questions the priest and the scribes. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. So see, so there's some they idea. They don't get it. They're, yeah. not, they're not getting it at all. But they, I mean, what I'm saying is the idea. There's, there's something they knew was coming, but they really weren't fully yeah. comprehending. Yeah. And and then he said, uh, uh, then he sent them to Bethlehem. Well, go to Bethlehem and and go and search carefully for the young child, and when you found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. Right. All of this is at the backdrop. It's almost at the forefront of the story when in the when the background of the story is the fact that the sovereign Lord is the one they're actually talking about. And it came to pass in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Uh, well, what's the registration for? It's for a tax, of course. Right. And this uh, census, now look at this. All of this is, is, is at the forefront, but God 
is almost in the background here. And and the census first took place while uh, Quirinius was governor of Syria. And so all went, everyone in his own city. Joseph also went up with Gal- to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with his Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Time for birth. She delivers. Has to rest. Has to find a stable because there is no place for them in the end. Perhaps a cave. It's interesting later, Jesus Jesus says in response to something that the – when he was teaching, and a lot of people – missed what he was teaching, and the disciples still hung in there with him. He said, I thank you, Father, that you have concealed these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. So there was much about the reality of God that was concealed in all of that. There's a lot of – it's interesting to me talking about being concealed. There's There was a lot of blue, if you will. I don't know if that's a word. Over this tiny baby that had not even been born. Yeah. That somehow reaches the ears of a sovereign in Herod. You know, it's just it's it's so fascinating to see this backdrop, but yet concealed was what he was really there for. <clears throat> you know, it's it's interesting also that as you said it, I thought not only was it concealed at his birth, it was concealed at the crucifixion, his passion. Because mm. remember, he he said, "Do you not know that I could call legions of angels, twenty legions of angels? I, I could stop this whole thing right here." Yeah, but this, his deity is yeah. his his sovereignty is not apparent. It's hidden. It's concealed. And the sovereign that was going to be born, I mean, these pe- little do these people realize and comprehend that he's sovereign over all the universe. Right. You know, they're they're rushing around trying to figure out how to fix this problem that seems to be going to get in the way. And what they don't know is, is with one word, they were created. Right. You yeah. know, and it's the, the contrast cannot be lost. The concealing nature of this cannot be lost as we look at this story that is that is told before us. And it, in a sense, God still conceals in many ways His sovereignty. He reveals it in in nature. He reveals it in His Word. But the full revelation, of course, is going to come at the revelation. So we've talked about a lot of things. We've contemplated a lot of things, but one of the things we're talking about is how do we contemplate the sovereign? Sovereignty contemplated. Like, I feel like we've already done that, but how do we contemplate even more? Well, let's look at how it was contemplated in context of the birth of Christ because uh, Mary says, but why is this granted to me? She's actually asking the why question and, and doing so honestly, sincerely. Right. That the mother of my Lord, well, actually, says Elizabeth saying, the mother of my Lord should come to me. Notice what Elizabeth says, the mother of my Lord. She's contemplating deity, contemplating sovereignty. And then there's Mary's song, that whole song, but she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. They are thinking through these things, even singing these things, even praying these things. And there's later, years later, young Jesus at the temple And it says, after all that happened, and most of our listeners will be familiar with the fact that Jesus spoke with the scribes and Pharisees and asked questions and confused them with his questions, and his parents didn't know where he was. But after all that happened, it says that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Here we see the people of God going through these things in their original form, in their original occurrence, pondering, contemplating, 
how would how would our souls uh, how would it be good for our souls to contemplate these gifts of grace Clo- hold them close and ponder them in our hearts like Mary did. Which is what we've been doing over the last now four weeks. The question that comes to my mind is I think about this idea of contemplation, pondering what Mary and everyone else did. Those who were going through it, they probably didn't fully comprehend, but they had some idea. They knew something. They knew it's kind of like the Old Testament prophets. They knew something. They didn't know the whole story. Right. And it, they, now these people know more of the story, but not the whole story. And then it's all revealed. I mean, Mary breaks out in song, and prophetic song. I mean, that that enough gives an indication that she knew something. Yeah. She contemplated yeah. to the point that she knew what she was carrying inside of her was not normal. Right. This it's wasn't just, in the norm. This wasn't yeah. regular if you will, although right. it was happening through normal means right. and regular and it looked very occurrences, regular, and yet somehow yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I think she she had it. You don't read that. I just read that recently, and I think our pastor just preached a message on it recently. He's going through the Book of Luke. Um, I, I I believe he did preach on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Um, and and I just feel like when you read that, you go, they got it. They may not have seen it fully, all the details. But they're getting it, they and they're contemplating what God is doing, what the sovereign is doing. Simeon, you know, right? That, his story is just. We did him, yeah. I think, last year, a couple years ago. I can't remember. We we focused yeah. on him. And, and the thing, you know, God had told him somehow, revealed him somehow that he would see the Lord's Christ. And then when when he saw the little baby, he says, "Now you are letting your servant depart in peace." He's he's contemplating what well, God is doing. If they can contemplate it, not fully knowing. All the details. How yeah. much more? Yeah, we have the full revelation. We yeah. contemplate with the full revelation yeah. now in this holiday season. We have the completed yeah. canon, the completed order. Yeah. That's, then there's Anna the prophetess at the time. Yep, and she 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 came in. She she fasted and prayed there at the temple constantly. She walks in and immediately says, "In coming in, that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of Him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel." She's contemplating the work, the the presence, the redemption of the sovereign. Wrapping things up here, this is more of what we would think of when we think of a sovereign, but the idea of the sovereign crowned. Yeah. Uh, are we are we looking ahead to what is to come, or do we are we are we looking at present in that he is king and king? There's always all. a now and not yet in now. this age, you know. Um, um, we do not yet see all things put under his feet, Paul says, but we see Jesus. Um, and we do see aspects of that, certainly uh, prospects of that coronation, that crowning of the sovereign for eternity in Luke 1. He will be great. We call the son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, that ought to cause us to look to the book of Acts in chapter 2 and Peter's sermon. Uh, you know, they asked Peter because the Holy Spirit had been given and there was right. these cloven tongues and this wind and Something tongues, never of, seen tongues of fire. <laughs> and so they said, well, what, what, is, what is this? And Peter says, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you about the patriarch David, 
that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to, to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne, he, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand mm. till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord, that is sovereign, and Christ. This is what we're anticipating. This throne, well, throne of Father David, yeah. this is coming. It's not done yet, but it's, it's part of the picture. Well, not only that, I mean, when you think about Christmas, we ponder him his coming – but then there's also his second coming. Yeah. You know, so the, that which has happened, but yet which is to come. Well, there's no know? longer the now and not yet, yeah. but the completed purpose of God in eternity. Mm. Yeah. And that's what really Christmas should point us toward, that this sovereign Lord who condescended, took on flesh to ransom us, has laid up for us who know him an eternal crown of righteousness and uh, – yeah, this is the this is the blessedness of Christmas. And the culmination of all that we've talked about over the last it four is, weeks. Yeah. You know, I think about this past year and all that we've covered with our listeners. We've talked about the issue of thinking. It's been an extensive amount of time right. over this spring and summer. We talked about the issue of um, the roles that we play. Mm-hmm. And if you've been with us through that entire time, you're familiar with some of those. And if you haven't, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those. And I think it's only befitting that we we think on these things. Right. You know? And God has given us a role in which to play here <clears throat> on earth. And when we look at this idea of a sovereign, the gift of God's sovereign, we do it for him. We do it for the king of kings. We We think for the king of kings. We play out our roles for his glory. Alone, and so in some ways, it's befitting that we culminate the year with this. Yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm grateful for our listeners. I know that I, some of you live near me, so that I've had the opportunity to discuss some of these things even further, and know how your heart was encouraged. And we praise the Lord for that. Thank the Lord. Yeah. And um, we will be back in in 2024, Lord willing, uh, and that will be in February. Just for those who are newer to our podcast, we. Take a break in January. <laughs> right. And we started doing that a few years catch back breath, and catch yeah. our breath. It gives us opportunity to regroup, plan for the new year. And um, so we look forward to rejoining you in that first week in, in, in February. But we just want to – we do want to wish you a, a Merry Christmas, and we want to wish you a Happy New Year and because of the Sovereign. Yeah. Because of what he has done. The gift of God himself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so it's only befitting that we would end with this and all that we've covered this year. And the Lord has been good to us this year. I'll share this story. Um, we we have been at Passion for Christ facility where we do Passion for Christ, I guess I should say, for, for several years, almost 15 years. Uh, the facility was called Pleasant Hill. And for various circumstances and reasons, uh, we've made a decision to move to a new place, and we're excited about that, that new 
beginning. But it's interesting as as Mike and I were walking out of the facility one last time before we were to hop in the van. Right. Um, I just looked at him and I said, "You know, the Lord has been good to us here." Yeah. And when I think about this year, and when I think about all that has happened even things that may be difficult or things that may have been just completely joyous from a human standpoint, um, he has been good to us. Yes. Our sovereign has been good to us. And so we are grateful for you as a listener, and we're grateful that we can do this on a week-to-week basis and grow with you and meditate on these things and challenge ourselves to invest in the next generation, that which we hold dear. Um, and so we encourage you to to take this next time with your family and just enjoy it and and rejoice in the Lord. If people don't know in your family, pray for them. They don't know this sovereign, then pray for them. Pray for opportunity to speak the truth and then uh, enjoy this time. And remember, it will not be here again until next year. So enjoy it, you know. Uh, But we do thank you for joining us. Thank you and thank the Lord. yeah, Yeah, I just want to leave people with that last word and so really, without further ado, I'll just say it again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy yeah, New and Year. And a Happy New Year. From all of us. All of us yeah. here at Vision for Living in our family. And we look forward to joining you, Lord willing, next year in February. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.